There's a little refrain I've been humming this Advent season. You can hum it with me if you'd like. Yet in thy dark streets shining the everlasting light, the hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. Dark streets shining is the title of our Advent journey. And we've been swimming in the waters of John's Gospel, the prologue, the first 18 verses. I think you should memorize them. Today, just the 14th verse. And the Word became flesh and lived among us. Wrap your head around that. Let your heart feel that the Word became flesh and lived among us. The eternal God, of whom the theologians use the big words, transcendent, impassable, immutable, became the infant child in the Bethlehem manger, the tender vulnerability of the baby born. The Word became flesh and lived among us. The one who spoke the worlds into being entered into the world. The one who made the woman became the fruit of the woman's womb. The one who thought up children became the child so that we could become children of God. The Word became flesh and lived among us. I love Christmas presents and I love Christmas movies, but don't leave the season without that imprinted on your spirit. The Word became flesh and lived among us. Keep that in the forefront of your mind as we move along over the next few minutes. I love a good dream. The kind of dream where you wake up in the morning and you just want to share it with someone. And then as soon as you try to share it, the details get foggy and the storyline gets fuzzy, but you know deep in your spirit, it was so good. Dreams point us to an alternative reality, not an implausible one, an alternative one, where the everyday stuff of life becomes so good. I love a good dream. Our five-year-old daughter, Ava, every night, and when I say every night, I mean each and every and all of the nights, she comes into our bed between the watching hours of 2 and 4 a.m. I can hear the doors open, the pitter-patter of her feet down the hallway. I feel her body flop onto our mattress. She always has to be touching at least one of us, preferably both, both of us, her head on Kristen's shoulder, her foot stabbing me in the kidneys. A few nights ago, she was clearly having a dream. She was narrating her dream while she was sleeping. Unintelligible words to us, but intelligible in her dream world. And at one point in her dream, she started laughing, sleeping and laughing, laughing uncontrollably, laughing hysterically. I love a good dream. Dreams propel cultures. They change worlds. They launch people into new possibilities. MLK, of course, had a dream that his four children would grow up in a nation where they were judged not by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I have a dream today, King said. St. John had a dream where people from every language and tribe and nation would all gather around the throne and sing, worthy is the lamb. I love a good dream. Isaiah had a dream too, the prophet Isaiah. Hundreds of years before the infant child in the Bethlehem manger, Isaiah dreamed Isaiah dreamed of a child. Let's occupy our time with Isaiah's dream. A shoot shall come forth from the stump of Jesse. A branch shall spring forth from his roots. 
The spirit of the Lord will rest on him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. His delight will be in the fear of the Lord. He will not judge by what his eyes see or decide by what his ears hear, but with righteousness he will judge the poor and with equity will decide for the meek of the earth. The rod of his mouth will strike the earth, the breath of his lips, with the breath of his lips he shall kill the wicked. The belt around his waist will be righteousness and faithfulness, the belt around his loins. The wolf will live with the lamb. The leopard shall lie down with the kid. The calf and the lion and the fatling together and a little child shall lead them. The cow and the bear will graze. Their young will lie down together. The lion will eat straw like the ox. The nursing child will play over the hole of the asp and the weaned child will put his hand on the adder's den. They will not hurt or destroy on all my holy mountain. The earth will be covered with the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. It's Isaiah's dream. Dreams launch us into an alternative reality, not an implausible one, an alternative one, where the stuff of everyday life becomes so good. Like Ava laughing, like worlds changing. No one really knows the context of Isaiah's dream, what woke him up in the night to dream, what cultural moment, what circumstance in time. No one really knows. Was it the exile, the season of exile, where the people of God were cut off from their land, from each other, from God, cut off, cut down like trees? Was it the devastation of the Davidic dynasty because of the destruction within David's family, murders and backstabbing and immorality, the kind of which our electronic rooster channel would be censored if I told you right now. They were cut off, cut down like trees, like a felled forest in the Pacific Northwest. Here's an image. It's like stuff out of the Lord of the Rings. Nobody really knows the circumstance in history the moment in time that awakened Isaiah's dream. Maybe it was the Assyrians or the Babylonians or the Philistines towering over them with their evil and their violence and their immorality. Nobody really knows. And you know what I do when nobody really knows? I figure it could be any season. A dream that could awaken any of us. 20 months of a world pandemic leaving so many of us exhausted And still arguing over all the stuff we argue about, and the news is talking about another variant, maybe to inform us, maybe to manipulate us. Or or maybe another school shooting and the copycat pranks that nobody finds funny. Or maybe... Or maybe the the, the seemingly endless idea that there's someone out there, there's something out there trying to take from you, keep you from whatever it is you deserve. We're more like stumps than trees. And Isaiah has a dream. A shoot shall come forth from the stump of Jesse. A branch shall spring forth from his roots and a little child will lead them. Isaiah has a dream for justice. He will not judge by what his eyes see or decide by what his ears hear. With righteousness, he will judge the poor. With equity, 
he will decide for the meek of the earth. Isaiah dreams for justice, where, where there's so much to go around, we don't have to squabble about who gets what and where it came from. Where, where the person who, who never gets enough to eat finds herself sitting at a table of abundance, where the one who doesn't have a place to sleep at night finds himself wrapped in a heated blanket of love, where the one who just can't seem to get a leg up in life finds herself walking strong through the day. Isaiah had a dream. With righteousness, he will judge the poor, and with equity, he will decide for the meek of the earth. Faithfulness will be the belt around his waist. Righteousness will be the belt around his loins. Isaiah's dream beats with God's heart as Amos says, let justice roll down like the waters. And Micah agreed, what does God require of us but to do justice? Isaiah had a dream where resources were plentiful and everybody had and nobody had to take. One of the concerns I have in our conversations around justice, we we seem to operate with this assumption of a zero-sum game. There's a finite number of resources, so those who have have to give to those who don't have. And those who have are feeling hogtied by a system that intends to provide but so often enables. Isaiah's dream isn't one over the other in a system of finite resources, but rather the the vision, the dream of, of an abundant God who invites us Into generosity, a shoot shall come forth from the fallen forest. A branch shall spring forth from the fallen trees. Isaiah has a dream for justice over the course of this season. It really started on Thanksgiving and is going to go all the way through our Christmas Eve services. We're taking an offering to support the work of resettling a refugee family from Afghanistan arriving in Holland on Monday night at Grand Rapids Airport. We're going to greet them there. We're taking an offering to participate in the resettling efforts because Isaiah had a dream. A family of six with a two-week-old infant will step on to this soil into a country they've never seen to engage people in a language they don't know, to eat food they may not like, to live in a hotel first and then a home if we can find them one, all because Isaiah had a dream. A dream for justice. With righteousness, he will judge the poor. With equity, he will decide for the meek of the earth. Isaiah dreamed a dream of justice. Isaiah dreamed a dream of peace. The wolf shall live with the kid. The leopard shall lie down with the lamb. The calf and the lion and the fatling together. And a little child shall lead them. We live in an angry world, so combative and argumentative and retaliatory. The big, huge issues in our world, the stuff that's too complicated for me to get my head around, but my heart probably agrees with your heart. It's not the way it's supposed to be. And the big, huge issues, they seep their way down into our very local, personal lives, and we distance ourselves from those who aren't like me because I don't really like them. Chris Rice and Emmanuel Katangale, in a book titled Reconciling All Things, the more global reconciliation becomes, the more self-assured it is. The more local the more slow and fragile. 
The speed of reconciliation meets a wall when reconciliation is measured by what is nearest to us. When we see the task as being reconciled within our own homes, families, and congregations, somehow the world can be so busy talking about a global vision for overcoming violence, yet we cannot fix the relationships in our own churches or find healing with an alienated relative or even overcome our own anger toward those who have wounded us. But Isaiah had a dream. The wolf will live with the lamb. The leopard will lie down with the kid, the calf, and the lion, and the fatling together, and a little child will lead them. St. John saw the dream too. Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life, brightest crystal flowing from the throne and from the lamb. Down the center of the streets of the city on either side of the river was the tree of life with its 12 kinds of fruit producing its fruit each month and the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. The angel caught the dream too. Glory to God in the highest heaven, they shouted to the shepherds in the field and on earth, peace. Isaiah had a dream The wolf will live with the lamb. The leopard will lie down with the kid. The calf and the lion and the fatling together and a little child shall lead them. When Lydia was, she's our oldest, she's 15 now and she was just a real little one. She was learning how to talk and I'd I'd carry her in my arms, her little body in my arms and we'd walk around the house pointing to all of the different objects and she in her inarticulate way would name them. Door, tubby, whatever else it might be, there was a painting, here's a picture of the painting, that hung on the wall outside of her bedroom, a Joel Schoontanis painting of Isaiah 11's dream. I would carry her over to the painting, and she would point. She'd say, lying down, Lammy. Lying down, Lammy. She thought she was pointing at a painting. She thought she was learning how to talk. She was pointing to a dream. The wolf shall live With the lamb, the leopard shall lie down with the kid, the calf, and the lion, and the fatling together, and a little child shall lead them. Isaiah had a dream of peace. And sometimes, dreams come true. A little child shall lead them, Isaiah dreamed, and the word became flesh, John announced. Sometimes, dreams come true. The way to a just world, the way to a peaceful world where everybody has enough and we don't have to squabble about who got it and where it came from, where we can lay down our arms and our arguments and our combativeness is the way of Jesus, is the way of the infant child in the Bethlehem manger, the tender vulnerability of the infant boy, the way to justice, the way to peace is never the way of the world, but only the way of the manger. I know, you're going to push back on me. Pastor, pastor, the way of weakness in a power-hungry world will get crushed. But what if the dream is coming true? The stump, a shoot shall come forth from the stump of Jesse, a branch shall spring forth from his roots. I know, you're going to push back on me. To lay down our arms in this violent world. Pastor, we'll get pummeled. But what if a dream is coming true? The wolf shall live with the lamb. The leopard shall lie down with the kid. I know, you're going to push back. 
To lose control is to be controlled. But what if a dream is coming true? The calf and the lion and the fatling together and a little child shall lead them. Sometimes dreams come true and the word became flesh and lived among us. The way to a more just world where everybody has enough and a more peaceful existence or we don't have to argue and fight anymore is the way of the manger. Isaiah had a dream and sometimes dreams come true. Uh, here's a poem from Eugene Peterson, then we'll head to the table. This births a signal for war. Lovers fight, friends fall out. Merry toasts from flagons of punch are swallowed in the maw of dragons. Will mother and baby survive this devil night? I've done my fair share of fighting in the traffic. Kitchen quarrels, playground fisticuffs, every cherub choir has its share of toughs. And then one day, I learned the fight was cosmic. Truce. I lay down my arms. My arms fill up with gifts. Wild and tame, real and stuffed, lions, lambs play, oxen low, the infant father's festive force. One crow croaks defiance into the shalom whiteness, empty, satanic bluster against the brightness. The wolf will live with the lamb, the leopard shall lie down with the kid, the calf and the lion and the fatling together, and a little child shall lead them. Sometimes dreams come true, and the word became flesh and lived among us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. And the infant child who goes the way of the Bethlehem manger would also go the way of the cross and the grave for resurrection. If you believe Jesus Christ is Lord and acknowledge him as Savior, you're welcome to participate in communion in this sort of virtual way. Grab some bread and wine, cracker and juice. If you're not at that place in life or faith, if you have lots of questions about God and the Christian story, hesitations in your spirit, I'd love to hear your story, share some of my questions too. You can reach out to me maybe at john at pillarchurch.com. As those who choose to partake do, the ensemble will lead us.